Hello and welcome to Banking Transform, the top podcast in retail banking. I'm your host, Jim Roos, founder and CEO of the Digital Bank Report and co-publisher of the financial brand. Most mortgage experiences are overwhelming and filled with friction. With outdated processes, they include a stack of paper, forms, and multiple in-person meetings. And while many financial institutions would like to provide a better experience, resources, especially today, are to say the least, pretty scarce. A new mortgage as a service platform now allows smaller financial institutions or big financial institutions to use best-in-class technology while we're still retaining personalized engagement. This enables local banks to compete with the largest financial institutions for the most important household relationship there is. My guests in the Bank and Transform podcast are Jonathan Price, EVP of Q2, and Sham Shea, EVP of Rocket Mortgage. They're going to explain how a bank can combine an industry-best digital mortgage process with the bank's existing mobile and online banking platform. So welcome to the show today, gentlemen. You know, digital mortgage lending has seen a rise in recent years, making it more difficult for community banks to compete. You know, the need for in-person applications, document submissions, and long processing timelines has really made it so the customer has higher levels of frustration and application abandonment as they get into the process and realize it is way too overwhelming. You know, a new mortgages service partnership between Q2 and Rocket Mortgage solves this challenge by providing financial institutions of all sizes the power of Rocket's industry-best digital experiences combined with Q2's award-winning digital platform. You know, Jonathan, Sam, let's start at the foundation of what we're dealing with in the mortgage marketplace. You know, with few exceptions, the mortgage process is worse than even going to the dentist. It is painful. It takes too long. And there's a lack of transparency as to where they are in the process. You know, why do you think this is so in the mortgage marketplace still, given all the digital innovations that have gone on in the market? Jonathan, let's start with you. Yeah, I mean, certainly uh, Sam's more of an expert on this on a day-to-day basis. But, you know, from our perspective, I think it's just a function of how do we get more efficiency in the processes and the experiences we deliver to our customers, whether it's the banks themselves from a middle and back office perspective or to their clients from a front front end experience perspective. And um, certainly there's a lot of um, cumbersome elements to the mortgage application process and the, the cost associated with it. Um, but, you know, we'll talk more about it here today. But at the end of the day, we're trying to deliver more best in class experiences to our banks and credit unions. Uh, and with this partnership, we're going to try and do so with Rocket. So uh, I'll let Sam tackle a little more from his background in the mortgage space. So, yeah, I think when, when I think about the industry, I think about a lot of uncertainty. Um, you, you mentioned, Jim, for customers, but I think the uncertainty really exists for providers. Uh, Post 2010 with Dodd Frank and all the changes that came out, you've seen really the the banking credit union share of mortgage dipped from say 90% in 2008, 2009 to south of 50% last year. And so then you have providers like Q2 uh, and other providers who are really fostering digital transformations for these same institutions. They're questioning is the investment worthwhile? Because at the same time, their clients, these banks and credit unions are questioning if the investment in offering mortgage is worthwhile. 
You know, it's interesting, Sam. Obviously, Rocket Mortgage has been in the forefront and probably has caused as much disruption to the industry as any organizations. You've really changed the entire experience for the consumer. I myself have gone through it before, and it's really astounding how quick it is, how easy it is, and actually how you've really blended the human aspect with the digital aspect. Can you explain some of the advances for those that may not be familiar with some of the advances that Rocket's brought to the mortgage marketplace? Yeah, absolutely, Jim. And I appreciate that. I especially appreciate you mentioning the combination of the human and digital first. People think about Rocket and they think, oh, this is a digital first process. And the reality is for a lot of Americans, this is the largest financial transaction of their life. And so when they think about applications, 99%, more than 99% of our clients talk directly to bankers at Rocket throughout the application process. What we've done is we've leveraged technology to really enhance the life cycle of the experience. As you go through the origination cycle, knowing that your appraisal's in, it came in you know, at value, uh, having a single portal you can come to and e-sign documents, upload, your, upload documents that are needed, having push notifications for your phone when other, you know, other qualifications need to be met or changes in status occur. And then we continue that process, yes, in application through origination, but then thereafter throughout servicing. And as a digital-only lender, we, we differentiate ourselves with the strength of our servicing book and the strength of really that experience, because that's the long-tail experience, right? Getting the mortgage is very much transactional, but that long tail of the relationship for the next 10, 15, 20, 30 years with the client, I think that's where we differentiate ourselves. And if we take that a step further beyond our own technology, we've worked to influence, really during COVID, influence the market, working county by county across uh, the country to really drive and open up digital closings for our customers. So no longer do you have to go into the title office and meet the seller at the same time. You can actually do that digitally in almost the majority of counties across the country. And again, Rocket has played a leading role in facilitating that change. So, so Jonathan, it's interesting. Now that we have the foundation upon which we're building, you know, it's kind of interesting that this hasn't happened before, but can you, but can you share a little bit about the new partnership that Q2 has put together with Rocket Mortgage? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it, it stems with the thesis of what we're trying to build with Innovation Studio, which is find the best in class digital players around the ecosystem of banks and credit unions and bring them inside of the digital banking experience so that we provide and our partners provide banks and credit unions with more digital engagement, uh, more opportunities to work with their clients, drive non-interest income uh, revenue generation opportunities, and really just be able to deliver innovation faster. If we're being honest with ourselves as Q2, when we think about all the integrations we build for banks and credit unions, we have been a bottleneck as a vendor in this space to delivering innovation faster to our clients. And that's with products like the mortgage product, where I would argue most of our banks and credit unions don't represent a material share of the, the space in the United States, but there is great value in that engagement with their clients. So how do we go and help them drive value through the mortgage experience if it's not core to their business or if it's, let's say, ancillary to their business? Well, a deal like what we've signed with Rocket Mortgage allows us to embed what is a best-in-class digital experience within the home buying process, as, as Sam said, from the application experience through ongoing servicing and have that be part of the engagement because we believe that banks and credit unions need that to compete 
And delivering innovation is paramount and doing it quickly and efficiently is the most important thing. So what you're saying, Jonathan, is that as opposed to a consumer having to act in a traditional partnership where a consumer would have to leave their app to get a rocket mortgage engagement, even if there was a partnership with a finance institution, what you're saying is Q2 is now allowing the, the, the organization to embed the entire rocket mortgage process within the app that they've gotten from Q2, correct? Correct. This would all happen natively behind the authentication into digital banking. And so everything is within the bank's channel, within that experience that they're providing to their end users. So it makes it a very compelling uh, proposition for the financial institution to, to offer this uh, and, and without having to have uh, exits out of the channel, all interior to the digital banking experience. So, Sam, obviously, this pr provides Rocket Mortgage asset, access to a vastly expanded marketplace that still wants to work with their local bank or credit union. When a customer or member starts the mortgage process from a partner institution perspective, will they get all the benefits that Rocket offers its own customers? Uh, that's a great question, Jim. And the answer is absolutely, and then some. So this is a parity plus relationship for both the institution and their customer. And that's really the value proposition, right? We're coming to financial institutions, to banking credit unions with longstanding relationships with their local communities, with clients within their local communities. And we're allowing them to offer mortgage without being in mortgage. And so what that means is we have a responsibility to ensure that that experience meets the standards of those financial institutions. And we do that by having dedicated partnership banking teams, operations teams that are dedicated to these financial institutions exclusively. We do that by offering enhanced, uh, really enhanced pricing to these financial institution customers so that someone who comes, walks into their front door, into their bank branch, will actually have superior pricing than if they walked into Rocket Mortgage's front door. And we'll continue to focus on really, as Jonathan talked about, bring these aspects to life within digital banking so that they can interact with Rocket, but really interact with their bank, whether that's through digital channels or, you know, tomorrow walking into their bank branch after they've closed a loan and scheduling a payment on their mortgage. Wow. So, so Sam, what you're saying then is really the branding of the mortgage process will still remain with the bank or credit union, but it'll say something along the line of powered by Rocket Mortgage? That's exactly right, Jim. So let's be clear. This is rocket paper. Um, we are taking on all the origination activity, all the responsibilities that come along with that from a regulatory and compliance standpoint. Uh, the bank and credit union always has the opportunity to portfolio loans thereafter later on in the process. But ultimately, we'll take on all of that and we'll allow for that bank or credit union to offer mortgage under their brand within their digital and physical domains uh, and do so, as you so eloquently put it, powered by rocket. So, so, Jonathan, what we said here, and I'm, I'm just going to make it more and more clear because I think it, it's, it's important from the financial institution perspective, the customer then does not need to leave their mobile or online banking app that is provided by Q2 to make a payment or to find the status of the mortgage or to, the entire process is really going to be embedded within the Q2 platform within the financial institution's overall platform, and that they, they'll be able to engage continuously throughout the entire customer journey on the mortgage app within the Q2 platform, correct? 
Correct. And I would say even go one step further and say, if you think about the friction that's involved in onboarding a new client and, and going through the mortgage process, the beauty of the data that we sit on top of is that we can actually eliminate some of that friction and, and some of the abandonment that occurs during an application process by pre-populating data fields. The benefit of knowing who our clients are and being inside the authenticated digital banking channel allows us to eliminate a lot of what leads to friction and onboarding. And, and Sam probably knows better than most around how, how challenging that can be if that friction leads to somebody leaving the process and then trying to get them back in. We're doing everything we can to make this easier on the end user. And that, that's good for the banks. And obviously, it's great for Rocket. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that because, as I mentioned, I've, I've gotten involved in the Rocket mortgage process before. And compared to a traditional financial institution, I would assume without any doubt that the abandonment of the mortgage process at Rocket is so much lower than a traditional financial institution because Rocket quickly asks the basic fundamental questions about what you're looking for, and they will pre-approve you. But as the process continues, there is always a customer service rep that stays with you and says, by the way, you look like you're having a challenge with this area. It looks like you need to do more in this area. These are parts of the mortgage process that I also went through a traditional um, finance solution recently that really falls through the crack, that unless you bring it up a lot of times, you don't know where the status is. You don't know if you've missed something. You don't know if what you've given them is enough. And as, as we all know, a lot of times we're using a lot of paper. And I think that's one area that a finance institution really benefits from in this partnership is that really the abandonment rate, the likelihood that the customer that applies, if they get approved, is going to most likely close it with Rocket's partnership, which is really nice. And Jonathan, along this whole dynamic, then would you say that this will actually build a new layer of engagement between the finance institution and their customer, even though it's a partnership with Rocket? Absolutely. I mean, when you think about what are the, one of the things we're really trying to drive with our banks and credit unions is the more points of engagement they have with their end users and the more valuable those endpoints are within the financial journey of their customers, the better it's going to be for them in terms of retention, in terms of profitability. And so, as I said at the beginning, when I think about our customer base in at large, they don't have most of them very large strategic mortgage portfolios. Some don't have any at all. Some I would say are smaller or sub subscale or sub strategic. And then there are a few that have meaningful portfolios, but on mass, this brings an incremental engagement opportunity. And if you think about points of stickiness within their base, they're looking for more and more of those. And that's our job to deliver that optionality, to deliver that innovation. And I think when we started with innovation studio last year, we sort of realized that we can't deliver everything. We don't build everything that matters to the financial journey of a consumer or small business. So the whole point of this open platform, this open ecosystem of Innovation Studio is let somebody like a best-in-class uh, digital mortgage provider like Rocket come and embed their, their application, those experiences inside digital banking, and not us try and be all things to all people, but let the ecosystem ride the rails to take advantage of what you know each party does best, what the banks do well, the credit unions do well, but also what great apps like Rocket does well. You know, it's interesting, Sam, on this podcast, we all are talking about the importance of speed and scale of innovation, that financial institutions really need to innovate in the digital world faster than ever before, but they also need to be able to scale up in order to serve all their customers and maybe even beyond their traditional customer base. Is this type of mortgage as a service partnership 
the future of mortgage servicing for organizations that don't want to manage portfolios or don't want to go through the entire process of upgrading their systems? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a complex question for a lot of banks and credit unions to answer themselves. Uh, what I'll say is this, I'll, I'll break that down. You know, first of all, you know, Jonathan spoke about innovation and Q2 is the perfect partner to partner with because as a partner like Rocket, our technology team is able to do a single integration to a well-built out, well-documented technology base that really partners with a bunch of, you know, the clients that leverage Q2 are some of the most progressive banks and credit unions in this country. They know they have to be digitally centric. They know they have to be digitally first. They know they have to innovate to extend their solutions outward to attract new clients through like a Helios or conversely to really curate best in class services. And Jim, you spoke about the mortgage process, right? It can be both a, an opportunity and an absolute weak link in the sense of mortgage has historically been a moat, right? It's a moat around primacy of checking accounts. And when I capture the mortgage, I know that checking account isn't leaving me. So it's a deposit uh, moat for retail customer basis of these institutions. On the flip side is if that experience towards getting on the other side of that moat is so painful, there's a high propensity to leave, to walk down the street to someone else who may do it better. Right. The unique aspect about Rocket is we are here to maintain the integrity and actually enhance the relationship between a financial service partner of ours and their client. And we're going to do so by protecting their data. We're going to do so by giving them best-in-class experience with high pull-through rates. You speak about scale. We'll allow them to scale out to new geographies. Maybe they otherwise didn't service because they didn't have people you know, boots on the ground, if you will, in those areas, or expand their product offering. You know, a lot of the institutions who may offer mortgage today on the Q2 platform, they won't offer FHA or VA because those are too costly, too prohibitive for them to originate at scale. We allow them to now open up that door um, really to their entire customer base. And again, be able to offer mortgage without being in mortgage. So, you know, along that same line, you said we can expand to a new market area, things of that nature. Is there also the possibility to segment where not every consumer, customer, is offered this service? In other words, can you work a dual system where a financial institution may keep some of their mortgage process in-house, but may partner with, with Rocket on additional services for some of their marketplace, market, their mortgage ba uh, customer base? Yeah, it's really going to be up to the financial institution. The nice thing about the Q2 platform is it allows for hyper-direct targeting to customers, uh, whether it's geocentric or whatever the attribute may be. And then if you think about, you know, we were talking to an early bank, uh, you know, on the Q2 platform who has an own, their own digital only brand that allows them to really expand beyond their GF, the geographic footprint of their branch network. And so maybe it's a solution for their digital only brand, but they want to keep mortgage for their, you know, their brick and mortar branches. So, you know, it's really up to the financial institution, how they think about mortgage. What's that long tail look like? Do they want to keep and stay in the origination game? And, you know, often when we at Rocket are having these conversations, it's always around how do we scale or enhance or accentuate an existing offering. And oftentimes that flips to a, you know what, if we're going to do this, let's go all in. When you think about that opportunity for like a sidecar offering, the ability to have a direct targeted uh, brand or, or approach that they have with certain customers and then offer this digital partnership with Rocket for a sidecar, it really does open up the TAM for these institutions to target and access more of their client base around examples like Sam just gave. So I think it's, it's really important for us to think about how do we go widen the aperture of who these banks can service. And just because 
they have an existing mortgage portfolio doesn't mean this also doesn't make sense. And I think that's especially true, and Sam can talk to this, in what is today a very complicated backdrop for home lending and home buying, whether it's net new purchase or the refi market. A lot of our banks and credit unions have major exposure to a refinance portfolio. And I think that's gonna come with some direct challenges over the coming months or maybe even years. And so how do we think about providing optionality in a business where they have a heavy operational overhead and not, ne not necessarily the best macro backdrop over the near future? So I just wanted to add in that point about the value of that. You know, and, and Jonathan, uh, staying with you, is there any financial remuneration for the financial institution to agree to this partnership? And, and are there any costs? Uh, yes, there is financial remuneration costs. I would say there's costs from a marketing and a program setup perspective. But in general, the, our approach to the Q2 marketplace within Innovation Studio is we stand it up for free. The integration is pre-built by Rocket to the SDK. Banks can credit unions can pull that down. And then we have essentially a model that's driven off of what are the marketing playbooks that these institutions will run? And based on the level of marketing and the size of the institution, the financial remunera remuneration is determined from there. So a big part of the thesis of Marketplace has to be not just the engagement and the speed to innovation, but also driving that non-interest fee income back to the bank. It, it, it makes the bank healthier. It makes them think about new ways of, of driving business and uh, without some of that credit risk. And especially when you think about the mortgage opportunity, one of the big benefits of this is that they alleviate themselves and abstract themselves from the operational burden of managing a mortgage portfolio. So that, that non-interest fee income that's part of this model is, is super critical to that. So Jonathan, sticking with you, who owns this new mortgage customer then? Can Rocket Cross sell other services that they offer to the customer of the legacy banking partner? Or is it pretty much the mortgages, rockets, and the rest of the relationship stays intact at the current financial institution? Yeah, it's the latter. And I think this is where it shows the strength of the partnership between Q2 and Rocket. Because when we went into these discussions, this was one of the most fundamental and important considerations on our, on our part of how do we protect and, and, and ensure that the end users of the banks and credit unions aren't compromised by this co-branded dual relationship between themselves and Rocket, and that's where Rocket's been a great partner. The guardrails are very clear. This is a mortgage experience that's co-branded. Um, you know, you can never stop someone from going out to an external website and doing whatever they right. may do, but the ability to cross-sell other products from Rocket inside the digital banking channel isn't there, and, you know, Sam can talk to it, but I, they've been an amazing partner on that front because as we went into this, without a doubt, that was our biggest concern is how do you ensure that we're protecting the bank and credit union and their end users from that potential cannibalization risk inside the channel. Okay, and okay, this is gonna go to both of you. You know, you, you already have a financial institution, I believe, already signed up. But beyond that, how long would it take a financial institution to get up and running on the Q2 platform with the Rocket Mortgage Partnership? And secondly, how do you see these financial institutions marketing this new relationship? Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start with you, Sam. Yeah, so, and I'll touch base on the last point, because uh, I think it's something we need to hammer home. Non-solicits, you know, these customers, these are the customers or members of the banks and credit unions. So we put in place an absolute non-solicit. That doesn't mean that in the future we can evolve our relationship through the Q2 platform with these institutions by offering those complementary services as adjacent product offerings powered by Rocket. And that's the opportunity for us long-term. Uh, but we have 
look, we've got a 10 year plus relate, you know, relationship with some large financial service companies doing a, a form of this in our past. So we absolutely understand and appreciate the value proposition to the institutions and the really the sanctity of their relationship with their customers. Let's pretend this is October 3rd, which is our targeted launch date. Um, and October 3rd, I'll tell you any, you know, about 24 hours. But the realistic, the realistic time frame is about two weeks, uh, so we can check the box on any internal operations, internal trainings, make sure kind of the initial marketing is tucked in. And then you mentioned marketing itself, and that's really the foundation of what we ask these financial institutions to do. You know, a vast majority of that marketing, that direct marketing, is to be facilitated through the Q2 platform. You know, they've built up the tools for their banks and credit unions to market within authenticated and even non-authenticated spaces. Um, and so a lot of it's be digital, but we've also got in-branch signage, plasma television signage, et cetera, that we kind of oh, put wow. into the package. Okay. So the intent is, yeah, the intent is for this to be omni-channel. Um, it starts with digital because that's where, look, that's the age we're in right now. Uh, but this needs to be an omni-channel solution. And as we evolve this partnership, we'll be working on capabilities to really empower frontline team members at banks and credit unions to service their customers directly on behalf of Rocket so they can answer questions, like I said earlier, set up payments, whatever it may be, all through the Q2 administrative platform. So it's interesting, Jonathan, you know, I, you're in charge of the innovation lab. So I would imagine when I asked about how long will it take it's probably not dissimilar from a lot of the other things you do at the Innovation Lab is that really your ability to turn on a financial institution to an application such as this is a lot quicker than most institutions are ready to do it um, for various reasons. Um, financial institutions yep. customarily are, are slow for various reasons, legal, com compliance, but even working within their own organization to see how they can deploy it. So would you say that while, while you can turn it on in two weeks, that organizations actually wouldn't, it would behoove them to, even though the starting date is October, um, that it, it probably isn't bad for organizations to start thinking now about doing this and putting the play, pieces in place internally, correct? Correct. And I would say, you know, you hit on two of the biggest challenges or barriers that we have to overcome to help banks and credit unions be successful in this new model. Because you're right, in an older paradigm, this would take, somewhere between six and 15 months between the sales cycle, the integration, the testing, and the GA process. You know, we've abstracted all that now, but organizational readiness and end-user marketing, those are the two big things that we have to get right, Rocket, Q2, and with our technology platforms and tools to help our banks and credit unions be ready to change and move at a different speed and also to market effectively to the end-users because Changing consumer behavior is difficult. It is not something that happens easily, and it doesn't necessarily happen when marketing isn't your core competency. Core competency. So, um, yes, I, I would agree with that, and it's something we are all focused on. Change in behavior of financial institutions is not very fast either. You know, and, and again, in many cases, you may be working with an existing mortgage uh, team. You may be not working with a mortgage team that maybe this organization has never offered a mortgage before. Either way, there's going to be a learning curve. But but it looks like you've you've combined together both between Rocket and Q2 to build almost a plug and play environment where a lot of the questions, a lot of the dynamics from the marketing tools to even the implementation tools have already been put in place to make it as seamless and as painless as possible, correct? We've paved, we, correct. we've worked together to pave a roadmap and ultimately that decision to step out of mortgage, it's not mine, it's not Jonathan's, that's you know on the bank or credit union themselves. And once they're ready, we're here with solutions to help foster that. 
So finally, Jonathan, it's my understanding that the partnership between Rocket and Q2 is not the only partnership that you've created in the Innovation Lab. Can you explain some of the other integrations you've done to enable what I'll call a seamless collaboration between fintech providers or other third parties and your financial institutions that are clients? Yeah, I mean, when you think about Q2 Innovation Studio, we launched into GA broadly across our customer base in June of 21, so just over a year ago. Uh, we started with about 20 early financial institutions and about seven partners. Today, we're north of 85 partners in the ecosystem, and it's really the way we approached it. And I should say, we're north of 250 financial institutions. So in just a year, we went from, you know, call it 3 to 5% of our base to north of 50% of our base that is leveraging Q2 Innovation Studio today. And when you think about the explosion of that partner ecosystem, two broad buckets, how do we solve for the financial journey of our banks and credit unions with consumer apps and small business apps? And then within consumer and small business, what are the areas of the financial journey that matter most to the banks and credit unions and their end users that are relevant that we don't necessarily solve for, that the bank's core products don't necessarily address? And things like alternative lending, like mortgage, buy now, pay later, crypto, insurance, areas of financial services or the broader journey that we don't necessarily plan today, but that matter to our banks and credit unions when they think about how do they get incremental engagement and incremental innovation in the hands of themselves and their customers faster or new gener revenue generating opportunities. So it's been interesting to watch this thing uh, develop over the last year. And again, we're, we're really focused on this mission of how do we get more innovation and experiences into the hands of our banks and credit unions faster. That makes them more cool. These partnerships really have made it so that you're making it as, as easy as possible to turn on a functionality, whatever it may be that your financial partner or institution partner may want, in such a way that, again, it gives you the ability to have innovation at speed, which is so important. So, so Sam and Jonathan, if a financial institution is interested in this and they're a Q2 partner, or if they want to become a Q2 partner in order to have this relationship, what do they do next? How do they get a hold of you? Call Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, uh, what I would say to that is, you know, we, we are all with Rocket, with the Q2 Innovation Studio team, and with the broader sales organization of Q2, our customer success organization, our net new sales reps, we are seeing Innovation Studio and our marquee partnerships like ones with Rocket have an impact in our discussions with prospects and with existing clients. And so whether it's a bank and credit union and your customer success rep, you want to talk about this, let them know uh, if you have relationships, most of our banks and credit unions do with the Innovation Studio team that's out there and trying to facilitate the marriage between the partner products and the financial institution. Um, reach out to any of us. We have a, a full court press on with regards to getting early adopters signed up for this rocket partnership, but also driving success within when they, they make that decision. Because it's one thing to sign up a partner. You know, we talk a lot with the Innovation Studio team and it applies perfectly to this rocket relationship. You know, we've gotten to the point now where we're at 85 partners, we're gonna end the year well north of 100 and that, that far exceeded our internal goals. But the reality now is adding the 101st partner is gonna be less valuable to everyone involved, including ourselves, than making the first 100 really, really successful. And so that's what this is all about now. How do we get these products in the hands of our banks and credit unions? How do we ensure that when they take up the integration, that they're using it the right way, they're marketing it, they're successful. One of the things that really differentiates our SDK and our innovation studio, and I think Sam can attest to this just based on the work the teams have done together, is not just the technology, but the team and the operating cadence around the innovation studio. That's support. That's the ability to handle one-off things that come up 
from a technical perspective, from a support perspective itself. So it's 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 really the entire model around innovation studio that I think is unique here beyond just the ecosystem itself. I'll echo Jonathan's point. You know, at Rocket Weave is saying an ism, if you will, innovation is rewarded, execution is worshipped. And so this look, this partnership is about innovation. But the real test comes when we go live and we take that responsibility very seriously because we know the value we're driving to these institutions is saying, you've got a client promoter score of X. We're going to pour rocket fuel on that over, you know, over the next months and years as we really elevate this experience for your customers, elevate the game on their behalf and allow you to really drive at what you do best, which is giving specialized value to your local market, to your local customers that you know better than anyone. And so, you know, Every day when we go, you know, we think about, okay, this is technology is an enablement tool, but it's really the process of human beings behind that, the dedicated teams we have to deliver on that promise. And, you know, that that begins in October and we're looking forward to the challenge. You know, it's interesting too. Uh, we talk about in this podcast quite often that in a time of economic uncertainty, pr- trying to allocate resources, both people and money to, to implement something new, you really can't afford to do everything yourself. It's too difficult for even the biggest finance institutions to partner with the organizations that have already run this path already. It's like the GPS of financial services, which I rely on that term quite often to be able to use the learnings of others to build a better platform. But in these cases, to do it with minimal financial outlay, with minimal time outlay, but to still get the benefits. This is the future of banking. The future of banking is not doing everything yourself, but embedding the experiences from others that are doing it the best to bring best in class solutions to the marketplace in a way that takes the least amount of time. Because I know for most institutions right now, the biggest challenge they have is getting today's work done. It's not necessarily going and trying to build this brand new back office system to drive mortgages or any other service. So Gentlemen, I really appreciate the time today you spent on the podcast and really exciting to hear this new implementation of, of a process that is painful. And, you know, I, I made a joke, I think it was about a week ago, to somebody that said, I believe that the mortgage business is the only reason copiers are still being sold. Because if you ever see what happens behind the scenes or you're involved in a mortgage process at a traditional organization that does traditionally, the number of pieces of paper that run through the machine is the only thing keeping the paper business and the copying business in place. And I, you know, as I said, I've I've gone through the rocket process and I don't believe I ever had to transfer PDF. So again, gentlemen, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for listening to Banking Transform, the winner of three international awards for podcast excellence. If you enjoyed today's interview, please take some time to give our show a review of a five-star rating. Also, be sure to catch my recent articles on the financial brand and the research we're doing for the Digital Banking Report. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thank you to our producer, Leah Hasledge, audio engineer, Sean Hoffman, and video producer, Will Pritz. I'm your host, Jim Roos. Until next time, remember, more than ever, solution providers can help community banks use digital tools to deliver customer experiences that they're known for at scale.
the Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.